This is All About Home Construction. And here's your hosts, Terry Ganelbeck and Randy Blake. That's right. Good morning, Randy. Good morning, Terry. Happy Saturday. Happy Saturday to you That's and right. everybody out there. Happy December. It's December, man. It's Christmas time. It is. Now Now we can officially have Christmas. Finally. Yeah, all those people had Christmas music before Thanksgiving. You're just... I don't understand you. I don't. Well, Labor Day weekend. After Labor Day, stuff started going out. And I'm going, <laughs> come on now. Ah, uh, nice, nice. Well, before we get into the uh, rest of the show this morning, to you, <laughs> happy birthday, Mr. President. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to Mr. Randy Blake. That's it, man. Hey. Thanks, everybody. Yeah. Happy birthday, man. We appreciate you. The only thing I've been president of is the home builders. Well, <laughs> you're you're president of the show. I've officially declared you president of All About Home con- Construction. So, um, happy birthday. So, yeah. yeah. And sorry I went on the radio for... Last Saturday for small businesses. David Jackson came in. We had a great time and uh, talked a lot about small business, and it was always a fun thing. So, But I took a little man out on the ocean fishing for his first trip at five years Woo-hoo. old. And he was all excited, and he nice. got into it. And so we made a memory he will never forget. That's awesome. Good for him, man. They got the... You said he got to hold all the fish, and did he, act, did he actually catch one now? Yeah. Okay, I thought you said he yeah. did, but nice. And. He he just enjoyed it. That's awesome. You know, well, so good. We've taught a kid how to fish so he can feed his family the rest of his life. Or be poor when he spends all the money on fishing gear. Correct. Little of both, <laughs> right? <laughs> no, that's awesome. And uh, that's good. I'm glad you guys had a good family trip and uh, got to celebrate Thanksgiving in that way. That's always fun. So Yes, it is. Good stuff. Well, did you at least eat a little turkey? Yes, we did. Okay. And a little ham. Right. You know, and all the fixes and stuff. So we had a good Thanksgiving. Nice, nice. Uh, my brother was there, to, and my nephew was there. They come in from Colorado. Sweet. And uh, the Hooker family was there, so. A big old house full, huh? Yep. That's awesome. Well, I'm glad you had a good time. And, uh, you know, again, all of our listeners out there, I'm glad you guys had a great Thanksgiving as well. And uh, I do appreciate David Jackson for coming on last week. Uh, I had quite a good time with him just to kind of talk a little bit about local and small business. Because, Randy, that's so much of what we focus on here on the show. Yes. And, you know, it's it, it's it's great to, to be reminded of how that local money, the money spent locally stays locally. and. Um, you know, and it's it's just great. And again, you know, it's the the Boone Chamber of Commerce is pushing it. You know, we we talk so much about one day of the year, the Small Business Saturday, but um, they're really pushing, uh, re, you know, re, just reminding everyone of the importance of it throughout the holiday season. So, correct. Um, yeah, and good. you know, a lot of small businesses, you know, is hands on. Right. You know, just like the farmers right. market, that's hands on. Right. And uh, we have that, you know, and, and to, to tie it back into construction, though, when, when you look around these small businesses, when they're getting renovated or remodeled or even built, it's it's the local contractors, the local business in in terms of construction side of things. That's that's doing the business a lot of times because yes, it's it people is. they know. And, and 
You know, so again, and, and that's I guess is, is was my whole point of the, spending the money locally. You know, if I if I purchase uh, you know something from from a local shop, and then you know with next year they have to expand or remodel, and then they go to a local contractor. That you know that money that that ten dollars a profit that I gave them to buy that shirt or whatever is now going back into that contractor, Correct. which very well could be my next door neighbor. Right. Yeah. Or, or or the coach of, of my kids, you know, basketball team um, and, and or, you know, or that business is now, you know, speaking of the basketball team, my, that business is now putting it back in because my kids playing, you know, soccer and they're, they're sponsoring a, a, the soccer league. Well, that's the reason it's important to buy from your local building yep. supplies because that keeps your money in. the whole Exactly. Thing. You know, so yeah. it, it all goes around. You know, the saying, it goes around, comes around. Yep. And that's how you protect your area. That's so. it. Well, it's, it's important. But, um, well, little little shock that you're uh, you're with us live in the studio because the VFW's got a good breakfast going on today. Well, yeah, you know, uh, they give me the day off. I'm glad. You know, the, the Scots are there. Good so deal. They're not in costume, but they're taking care of it. Lisa Marie's there, and, you know... I thoroughly enjoy working with these guys, nice. you know, and uh, they they care. Right. And that's the biggest thing. And, you know, I got to give a big shout-out to Dave Faulkner. He had the biggest Thanksgiving that he ever had. Did he really? Good. About 35 people came to eat for a Thanksgiving meal that awesome. didn't have a place to go. Awesome. Wow. That's really cool. And uh, so us at the food account— you know, that's there's a couple times a year that whatever we got, we feed people. You right. know, like the Christmas party that's getting ready. Not not the big Christmas party for the public, but the Christmas right. party for the membership. And if we got it, we donate it. Okay, that's awesome. Uh, so you know, Veterans Day, Memorial Day, those are days that uh, the food account uh, donates food to have these meals mm-hmm. and. So by coming to our breakfast and coming to our dinners, you help actually us later in the year That's do cool. other functions that we donate food to. Well, just like we're talking about small business, right? It's about giving back and and reaping those uh, rewards, you know, as, as they come back around. So. You know, we had a uh, a veteran family that was having a hard time, and I said, "Hey, guys, come in." Yep. That's awesome. And I probably give them. I don't know, probably $120 in, in food. That's cool. I mean, it might not have been what they wanted, but it was food. Right. Yep. And uh, But I'm I'm not talking about uh, giving them things that was junk. Okay? Right. And so they come in, they brought their whole family in, and we fed them breakfast for free. That's awesome, man. You know, and uh, we want to try to – there's people out there in need, so we do try to help people. Uh I know y'all, we've had Taz, it's been a long time since we had Taz on the radio, but Taz does a good job of helping veterans in need. Yeah, that's awesome. And uh, I'd like to thank everybody that donates money and food to her for what she does. Well, we do appreciate that, and, and again, it's it, it, it's all about helping local. And we think about that so much as we get get into the holiday season, and we talk about that. But um, 
Well, cool. Well, speaking of local, uh, I do want to, and we just mentioned the VFW breakfast going on until 10, 11 o'clock uh, this morning. And again, go over there and check that out. But you guys will be doing the, the, the steak, or not the steak dinner, the prime rib, right? Yeah, prime, prime rib. rib this year uh, for Christmas as we get closer to the to the Christmas holiday. You know, and uh, so, you know, we try to limit it to 50 people. And, uh, and it, reason for that is i mean if we could sell 70 tickets we do 70 tickets right okay because uh you have to buy loins and cook them well that that's the and, catch with this one right is the tickets because you there's because there's so much prep up front correct and and the cost of it because it's it's our big blowout meal of the year so we got the and that's the reason we sell tickets 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 will be going uh on sale for and they're 50 dollars a person awesome but see like last year when you came terry yep I'd bought uh, $600 worth of stuff just to prep up right. so, to make it a little oh, nicer yeah. dinner than we yeah. have. You know, breakfast we do on paper plates and uh, reci- not recyclable spoons and forks, but we do disposable yep. wooden spoons and forks. Yep. So, you know, we've even gone to our to-go boxes are disposable. Nice. We, we've got away from styrofoam yeah. and uh, trying to be economically friendly. Well, you know that that's that's always a good thing, and and it it, it takes a little bit of everything, right? We, we, no one likes to see trash piling no. up. So, and uh, I, I I never have, you no. know. I, uh, I'm sorry. I believe that plastic is is dooming us faster right. than global warming is. Yeah, man, I mean, I get you. I get you, but. Well, before we take a break here, you know, I will say that uh, we, we talked before about the wildfires and things. Um, I think this rain, by the way, has put us down into this weekend's rain has put us in the low um, fire danger Good. for today. But as you look at the as you look ahead, when you get to the middle of the week, especially towards like next weekend, there's there North Carolina saying that we're uh, we're back in the moderate when you get off the mountain of Wilkes and Caldwell, we're back into the high category so don't um don't jump out don't don't jump up and down too much it's not going to be quite enough rain to put a put a long term well you know we were uh, on, on our way to the coast we've seen quite a few areas on the side of the highway yeah. that had been burnt and most time they're being burnt by somebody throwing a cigarette out yep well when you look at the map right now um there there's the the i guess the closest to us there's one uh in mcdowell county um on the other side of lake james from us and um, like kind of north uh, west of Marion, there's I think there's actually two pretty close together there, and then there's the one over in uh, Sourtown Mountain, it's the other side of Pilot Mountain. I guess that's Surrey, but I guess that's actually in Stokes County. It's right yes, on the it county is. line. And there. matter of fact, um, uh, during the middle of the week, I, I don't I think they got it down to eighty percent. Yeah, it's saying right now that uh, it's. 805 acres it's not telling me right now on, on the percentage on this on this web on this map um but yeah but i think it is contained a lot um but i actually got to see some smoke from that one uh thanksgiving well you I, know I, got uh, to, I was over that direction and my son-in-law uh, paul hooker mm-hmm. somebody had took a uh, drone picture and it the fire was just across the mountain from his dad his grandpa's uh, farm yeah so it wasn't fire you know Yes, it's bad, but the thing about it is, is uh, the repercussions of this fire 
is going to rejuvenate well, wildlife. Exactly, and, and I'm going to I'm going to point to that one, the Sourtown Mountain one, um, because just next door to it's Pilot Mountain. You know, in what two, maybe three years ago now, uh, Pilot Mountain burned. Yeah, and um, that next spring, because you know my parents just live you know 30 minutes or less from it, and that next spring when we went over and when the when everything started growing back out. It was. It was. It was actually. It was hard to see where the big damage was from the fire. I mean, it was obviously it was fire, but it, it was uh, everything was growing back up, and it's good. And we've we're a big fan of those chestnut trees, and we know that after a fire, things like chestnut trees try to pop back up, best they can. Well, till they die from the blight, but well, that's true. <laughs> anyway, we'll take a break. We'll come right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as as $1 one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there, both uh, here on WATA and on our podcast, All About Home Construction, wherever you get podcasts. Tell, uh, you know, uh, you you missed this last week, Randy. David Jackson and I were talking, and I said, you know, you can just tell your smart speakers like Alexa to play All About Home Construction. And it will, that fact. Yeah, well, David's like, you know what? You just got every single person that's listening has an Alexa going off right now talking to them so there sorry about that but anyway and you do not have to have a computer no you don't of course if you do have a computer everybody likes youtube we're on there too so you can find us but anyway let's get into more of the show today and you know we we love our 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 new and upcoming products on the show and we we talk about sort of how things change and and you know we're we're obviously fans of history and we love the traditional you know the traditional especially appalachian rustic um you know building and, mm-hmm. and building techniques and we talk you know a lot about some of the older techniques in the in the history of building but we also like our new products as well and um one of the new products that we you know that we see on that's kind of coming out is, is some of this is for decking i mean and there's there's tons and tons of new development over the last what 15 years or less um of of changing really what a deck looks like correct and uh you know and a lot of them have failed actually some of the new decking products come out Right. Uh, late 90s, early 2000s. And, uh, you know, and, and a lot of the synthetic decking is all done in the lab. Yeah. And they put them through the same tests like windows and windows and doors where they freeze them so long. Yeah. Then they take them out and they heat them up so long. And uh, so they all have to meet an ASTM standard. Mm-hmm. But the point of it is Mother Nature's UV rays That's, is yeah. a lot harder than these oh. some of these uh, chambers that they have. Mm-hmm. So, especially synthetic decking boards, they've gone through a lot of changes over the years to make them last long. Right. Uh, I know everybody remembers the old treks. Mm-hmm. You know, it used to be about an inch and a 
inch and an eighth, inch and a quarter thick. Yep. And uh, that was a big one because it was recycled uh, sawdust mm-hmm. and resin and yep. stuff like that and put under high pressure. And it worked. Yep. But the biggest thing was people didn't follow the directions. Well, they got it, it turned that weird color fast. Uh, it, it like discolored. I know after after a few years and um, got like fuzzy. I don't know how to describe it. Well, it, uh, it, it it was like it it wasn't. It obviously was starting to break down. It was, and uh, a lot of people didn't clean the leaves off. Yep. And one of the things I said about putting it down to manufacturer specifications, they did not leave a hole or a gap between the lumber so the water could drain yeah. out. So that held it, and that made it swell just like a regular wood. Exactly, exactly. Well, Randy, we have a caller on the air. Good morning, caller. Who are we speaking with? This is the commander of Veterans of Foreign Wars, post 7031. Poobah. Happy birthday, Randy. Oh, thank you, sir. How y'all doing over there? We're doing good. We just got started serving breakfast about 30 minutes ago, and... We've got a few people in here enjoying the grits and some uh, real gravy. Hey, Dave Faulkner, get your ass out of my kitchen. <laughs> uh, thank y'all. But we just wanted to call and wish you a happy birthday, man. Thank you, sir. And uh, good luck on Monday. Well, I need I need everything I can get. <laughs> I'll see y'all over in a little bit. Hoorah. All right. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. And, yeah. hey, and save some breakfast for us. We appreciate that. So uh, the VFW breakfast obviously going on till, 10, till 11 o'clock. I don't know why I keep saying 10. 11 o'clock. Yeah, 11 o'clock. 11 o'clock. So you can get you a good brunch. But, um, no, happy birthday, man. Well, you know, when we talk about, uh, you know, decking and really forever, I mean, up in, even today, but especially when you look at, like, Let's let's take the big bubble of um, housing bubble of, of two thousand eight, right? Everything prior to that, ninety nine percent is is pressure treated wood. Uh, you know, everything's pressure treated from the ground. Everything that comes out of the ground and from the ground up up against the house, everything's pressure treated. Yeah, and, a certain high. Yeah, well, yeah. But my my point is like that's that was sort of the and it still is the norm in in a lot of cases in new construction. But that you know now we're starting to see these other products and and again when we go back into that like. Pressure treated is not the same as it was 50 years ago, 20 years ago, and even, what, 15, 10 years ago. No, it's not. Uh, and that's what, you know, we did the one show about uh, warranty on treated right. lumber, okay? And, 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 and one of the things in the research was always make sure if you're going to buy treated lumber, mm-hmm. buy the best, okay? Yep. And... Uh, Yes, you have to pay a little more for it, but sometimes to buy a number one versus a number two is not really that much. Right. And uh, Well, we, we talk, you know, we all have experience and in, in different brands and different, you know, methods have different things. But so I just thought, like, okay, how long does pressure treated actually last? And so I looked up in the American International Forest Products, so that, you know, the, the larger overall group that, that kind of looks, that, that monitors all this, they're saying that... Um, it, while you know certain poles obviously can stay in for 40, 40 years, but it says uh, decks f- and flooring may only last ten years before signs of rot and decay, and that's because of them changing the formula because exactly. of the arsenic yeah. that was took out. I mean that's it. And, and, and when I was a kid, you know, 
you thought pressure. I mean, the, the the thought anyway. The general consensus was, oh, pressure tree will last forever. Um, well, and, and we're starting to see that you know, ten years is not really that long of a time. Well, uh, there is pressure treated uh, that has been out there since the forties, right? Okay, and now that's the pressure treated that. Like the state uses telephone yeah, poles the, are made out of stuff a, like that. I get that. it's got like creosote or something. I don't even know what all they got all in it. But. Well, it was no treated uh, creosote in it at all. When okay. It, in uh, the material that they use. Okay. Okay. Now, I guess I was probably 14, 15 years old the first time we ever seen any treated lumber. Mm-hmm. And it was womanized. Okay. And it was a real dark green, and it was soaking wet. Well, that's what I was going to say. When you cut into it, it's green in the middle still, you know, for that, that with that coloring. And if you've ever, if you've gotten a, a new piece of pressure treated, I think you just about sand the green off. And uh, so it lasted. And, I mean, we've got, we've went back and replaced decking on uh, decks and left the floor joists there because the floor joists were still just as solid as the day they put them up. Right. And the only reason we had changed the decking out was because it was never stained or uh, sealed or anything over the years. And so the soft parts of the wood had rotted out, well, from UV rays, not necessarily rot. And uh, so we've just replaced the the decking, Mm -hmm. not the floor joists. Right. And now what we're reading is is, uh, you might have to – Replace your floor joists in eight to ten, eight to ten, ten years, ten years. And, and that's um, that's not a cheap, you know, endeavor. And also, that's a, that's when it becomes structural. You know, let's say you don't replace it in ten years, and you should replace it in ten years. You know, that's that's a a big risk. You know, and and that could really harm you and, and your family. And you know, I mean, the joist breaking and giving out because it's rotting through is even worse than a, a decking piece that's that's rotted through. Correct. And uh, so the industry, when all this mess with the arsenic come down, the, the industry had to change, mm-hmm. all right, because of the lawsuits and, uh, and stuff like that. But it changed for the worse for the consumer. Right. But I, I'm trying to find out, that's what I'm trying to look at is I've always wanted to find out how many children have died yeah. uh, from treated lumber. Because I never have heard anything right. about it, and uh, so you know, I I don't know anybody I ever grew up with died from lead paint. Right. You know, even though it's there. Yeah. Well, I mean that right. You so one of the newer products though. Let's let's stick with the joys. You know, if you only got ten years, um, then or you can only count on ten years at least. Then you know what can we do to 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 help that and to increase that and to make that even safer. Well, part of the problem is is you put your decking down, you mm-hmm. screw it down or you nail it down. Okay, now that's a part of the lumber that can't dry out. Right, and uh, so that's a part of the floor joist that stays damp all yep. the time because it's and, not. I mean, it doesn't get sunlight. Correct. And even though let's say we go through a couple weeks of eighty degree weather, well. Now that's drying it out finally. Mm-hmm. But let's say we go through the winter where it stays damp all winter, yeah. then it dries out again. That actually creates dry rot underneath yep. the decking board. Yep. So the decking board itself is rotting from the bottom mm-hmm. 
and the floor joist is rotting from the top. Yep. And uh, so now they've come out with a tape they want you to put on your floor joist. And uh, matter of fact, I was going to bring uh, Terry, and I forgot it, the Journal of Light Construction had an article in there about taping all your joists now. That's pretty cool. And uh, people in Canada, see, 20 years ago didn't have treated lumber. Mm -hmm. So what they did was is they used a product similar to roofing felt that was an asphalt, and they covered all their floor joists, but they used spruce as floor joists. Okay. For their decks. So they, and the felt hung over the edges. So as the rain, it rained, it shedded it away yeah. from the floor joists. So they got away with regular. Right. Regular, regular wood held up. That's pretty cool. And, uh, well, I mean, and so some of these deck, uh, there's a couple different brands, but these, this tape is just, uh, what it sounds like. I mean, it's a self-adhering tape that you you put down and um, on on the top, right? And so it, it essentially creates a layer between the joist and the decking board on top. Correct to keep that keep the deck uh, the yeah the, the the moisture will stay on top of the tape and never reach the floor joist. Yep. So that's going to extend the life on that. And then the next thing is, don't use nails on your deck. Use screws. Mm -hmm. Okay. So if that joist or if that decking board starts to rot. You can take it up and replace it. Right. And like I said before, when I built that little deck at the house, uh, we've already started replacing boards eight years later. Yeah. Yep. Right. But then I also have a deck on the back that I built 22 years ago that is still fine with right. treated lumber, but it's it's two-by material. Right. Well, this decking tape is kind of interesting because, it, I mean, it, it, it the, the it's kind of a simple or answer really if you think about it. i mean you're, you're creating that barrier and right. like you said you know it, it's not a large stretch i mean when we when we do the roofing we put some kind of barrier felt down and um so it, it kind of makes a lot of sense but it um i would imagine especially when you have some kind of bands and and when you've doubled up joists for various reasons or where you got two of them nailed together they're they're still not you know yes they're solid in terms of strength they're, they may you know kind of equal one so to speak but there's a gap there's always a place for moisture to get down in between when there's two boards sticking together right so I would imagine that would be a, a huge advantage at least if if nothing else to put on those sections it is well they've got uh, they have a decking tape that's wider yeah that will fit two joists and uh, and it's you know it's 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 you can do it with one person, but it works better with two people. Sure. So you got one pe person rolling the decking tape and, out, and then the other yeah. person that comes behind and lays it down flat. Yeah. So it it laps the same way across. Right. Well, I mean, it, it's pretty look. It looks pretty simple. I mean, it's it's a, it's a roll of tape. Um, think of a sticker, you know, in, in, in a roll that's a, a large sticker where you start it in and you pull the the, the bottom sticky. You know the the paper off and it sticks to everything, and I'd imagine it's pretty strong adhesive. It is. Um, Matter of fact, it sticks to the it right. Stick to wet treated lumber. So I was going to say sort of like uh, like the the mirror dry that some of the siding stuff that we've talked about in the in the last couple of episodes of of foundation. I'd imagine it's a lot like that where once you get it stuck, you're you, 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 it's hard to unstick it. Um, well, to give you an idea, a single joist tape's thirty five cents a foot. Yeah. A double joist tape is fifty cents a foot. Mm -hmm. Both comes in fifty foot rolls. Yeah. Okay. See that that's but and that's that, my hang up on it, right? Is 
I mean, because how much is okay? Let's say you don't put it in. How much is actual? Is what's what's a, a budget friendly decking choice? Treated lumber. That's it. And how much does that run you in a foot? Uh, I'd have to look up the cost. But the thing about it is, you can't build a deck proper for under forty dollars a square foot. Right. You know. But uh, if you, just, yeah, but if you're adding fifty cents to every foot, that's uh, every that's, square foot. It adds up, right? It does, and. It's the the price you pay for longevity. And, well, I mean, yeah, and, and I guess that that's the key. And, and that's not that's not talking about using the tape, right? And, well, and, and I guess I guess you know I, I say that like, oh, that's expensive a foot, fifty more cents a foot. But I guess out of forty dollars, if I charge, you know, if if you go to the store and you're buying something for forty dollars and you see it for forty dollars and fifty cents, there's not that big of a gap in between the two. So, uh, so I mean, I, I guess it, it kind of makes sense when you look at it in that direction. Well, it gives you and, peace of mind. Yeah, peace of mind. And <laughs> if it costs you $40 a foot today to build, when you got to redo it in 10 years of now, from now, it's probably going to cost you more than $40 a foot. Oh, and gosh, yeah. if you can gain more time out of that $0.50 cents by adding $0.50 cents now and save yourself $40 in 10 years, that's a pretty good investment. So... I get it. I get it. Well, they get, they get, like I said, longevity. Yeah. Yeah. Well, interesting stuff. We'll take another break. We're going to come right back right after this. Are you looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment you need to get the job done? Look no further than Blue Ridge Sawmills. We offer the full line of Hudson Sawmills and sawmill and equipment, from portable sawmills to skidding winches. At Blue Ridge Sawmills, we understand that every project is different, which is why we offer a wide range of sawmilling services. We can help you from everything from finding the right mill for your farm, hobby, or even your business. We also offer a variety of sawmilling supplies, such as blades, and debarkers so you can get everything you need in one place. If you're looking for a sawmill dealership that can provide you with the quality equipment and the service you need, then come to Blue Ridge Sawmills. We're here to help you get the job done. Call or visit our Cana, Virginia store at 276-755-3833 or our Asheboro, North Carolina location at 336-964-8304. That's right, all about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there. And uh, happy birthday to Mr. Andy Blake. Happy birthday, buddy. Thank you, sir. So, uh, it's nice to be 21 years old. Okay. Uh, I'm, uh, yeah, it is. You know, I'm, I'm proud of you. Uh, finally finally reaching that milestone in your life. Uh, but, um, you know, talking a little bit about decking and, and some decking choices. And it, it's funny, you know, it, we, we didn't um, we didn't even plan this, but it, but as, as a... You know, the, the, on the radio station here, you heard um, for the for those listening on the radio, we heard uh, New River Building Supply, one of the local building supplies, and uh, longtime friends of the show. Um, but they just happened to be talking about Trex decking. So yeah, there we, you go. We, we tied it all that, in, that, didn't we? That's just luck of the draw for them, wasn't it? Yeah, that's pretty cool. And but, that's doing a decking show. That's it. And well, you know, as, as we and, and, and oh, as we look at it again, there's so many new products. There's there's different products and. Uh, construction methods and things like that um you know so again it's the longevity of the making the making it last as long as you as you can right especially from the get-go when you when you're building but this also applies to anyone that's that's redoing a deck too i mean it's you know again this tape the tape for instance is is good for anyone who's redoing the deck you know put on top of the joists whether you have to replace those joists or not 
you're going to get more life out of it. Um, you know, and, and another thing that we talk about, and we've we've talked a lot about this on the show in the past, uh, as we as we've had some some friends of the show on. Um, you know, we've had uh, we've had James Combs on talking about pressure treating, um, the, pressure, or, uh, pressure washing rather the the, the decks. And restaining, and, and that adds to the life of, of the deck. Yes, it does. And, you know, the stain is more important than painting your deck. Yeah. And uh, most people, well, I, like, I really well, like the color of paint, but the thing about it is the paint will seal up the pores enough that if there's somewhere like it joins the floor joists mm-hmm, or the mm-hmm. deck band where it can get moisture in, and that moisture finally weaks up. Yep. Up underneath the paint, up through the wood itself, because wood is porous. Yeah. It has, you know, that's it was a living object. Right, it's a bunch of straws. Yeah, and so the, the moisture now is behind your paint. Yeah, and that's it, the reason stains more important. And we've seen that, and I've seen paint on. Um, there was a there was a box one time that was painted outside. It was so it was a plywood. It had you know, uh, um, just just regular old latex paint out on it. And I noticed that one time, like, it was like a water balloon on the side of that box where the, the water had gotten inside in between the wood and the paint. And it was like, it was it was a big bubble. And, and I mean, I bet there was a two or three cups of water when I busted oh. that, popped it out, well, you know? we've seen one on Hounders that looked like Gallon Joe. Yeah. And like, it's... And uh, that was, now that was enamel paint. Mm-hmm. But that the reason for that was the condensation. Right. Well, that's it. Once water gets in there... It can't get out. Yeah, it can't get out. And so so that's the advantage, of, like you said, of stain versus painting a deck, um, especially the actual decking. And, you know, but but even even a balusters too, I would I would I would argue the same science applies. Um, so, yeah. So so doing stuff like that uh, it goes a long way into into the life of of the deck and, and, and just the staining itself. But you really want to clean it good and uh, get to get, you know. Clean it good before you restain, um, but keeping that on a on a schedule. You know, you don't wait ten years and then do it because it may be too late. Correct. We, uh, you know, you heard me talk about tricks. Mm-hmm. You know, leaving a gap in it, and because a lot of decks failed. Right. A lot of decks fail because of leaves on them mm-hmm. in the winter time, fall, and sitting there all winter. Yeah. But the same thing with uh, your treated decking. You got to leave a gap. Yeah. So it, it's able to breathe. Well, and it expands and contracts, too. Correct. Right? You, you know, know that, we never had any trouble uh, with treated lumber shrinking in-wise mm-hmm. up to about 2003 and four, And we got to see a deck shrinking, the board shrinking the and, and pulling the nails out. Yeah. And uh, I don't know if it, if it was a treated, uh, how they were treating it. Right. Or, you know— because I've never got an answer for yeah. it. Well, I mean, there's we could speculate a lot on that. Grain of the and, wood, uh, for instance, being fast grown, things like that. But, but yeah, but but that that's the that's the trick again is is to kind of watch it, and you got you got to allow. I mean, there's certain things you have to allow, and like you said, you want to use screws instead of nails. Um, you know, and 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 and, and I'm gonna probably venture to say it makes a difference in how you you screw it or nail it even um you know in terms of the pattern i mean you you want to do it correctly you can't just pop in one little screw every other every other board i mean you you got you got to you got to do a correct pattern with it and and whatever that manufacturer says correct uh now now this is going to sound a little weird but we actually have a deck Mm -hmm. that uh it's five quarter decking that we put down 
uh, probably, I don't know, 90, 98, mm-hmm. 99. And we only put a third of the amount of screws in it. So it floats on top of our floor joists. Ah. And uh, most people don't realize it. And uh, But that deck's still there. That's cool. And it's only been, uh, we, pre- we have pressure washed it from time to time. Right. And we've only sealed it one time in over 20-some years. That's pretty cool. That's but pretty it cool. moves. Right. And where it, when it moves, it actually allows for stuff to dry out under Sure. Well, what about some of those hidden fasteners? You know, like some of the, the newer products especially, but the, but there's some various fasteners now so that you don't see the nails or screws on the top. There is. Uh, there's actually companies out there that have fasteners that you can put in with a hammer. Mm-hmm. And, you, and they got spurs on them, so you just knock them in. Then the next joist goes, or necking board goes down, and they jam them in. Right. The only problem with that is you can't ever go back and replace the board. Okay. Yeah. Once one, you got to pull one, you pull them all. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah. know, so you might you might tear up a couple. Right. Uh, I with treated decking, I still prefer the screw method, mm-hmm. and uh, because if you got a board that's failing, or let's say. Somebody uh, has a grill out there and a piece of charcoal <laughs> falls on the deck and starts oh, burning it. Oh, yeah. Well, you can actually put it out, mm-hmm. but then you can take your screws out and flip your board over. Right. You know, yeah, and the same place, thing yeah. with uh, the hidden fasteners with some of the Trex decking mm-hmm. and stuff. You can actually flip, flip the board over gotcha. with the newest newest decking. Sure. Now. Not right. the old deckings. Cause right. The, the ridges on the bottom. And uh, uh, yeah. No, there's a lot of Trex that don't have ridges on the bottom. Okay. So it's the same color on both sides. Gotcha. So it's, you know, it's reversible. You can flip it over. Okay. That's good. To, you know, good. and then, you know, you brought up a, an important part right there about laying your treated lumber down. Mm-hmm. You want to lay your heart down. Okay. Crown up, crown down. And uh, one reason for that is because UV rays don't yeah. separate the, the, the lines in the wood. Yeah. The grain. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you don't ever uh, pressure wash it, you don't ever seal it. And eventually those uh, will raise. Yeah. And I worry more about children barefoot. Well, that's it. And I, I will say this is um, this. I, uh, I've done a few and, and, and I wouldn't do them again. But um, where I've taken my wood floor sander on some decks, that's a lot of work. That's a lot of it's it, it it's going to cost you a lot because you got to go in and set every single nail deeper. Um, and we've had people say and, we and, would and, like. And, you and to- I've done it a few times. Um, does it work? Sure, but does it add anything it to add value to it? it? I guess the the only thing is it, it does get rid of some corners and you know some raised edges, but you're also sanding quite a bit off sometimes, and, and therefore you're 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 weakening the the structure of the of the the, the lumber. You're making it thinner, you know, and. Uh, I wouldn't recommend it. Is it is it good? Is it? I mean, is it possible? Sure. Have I done it? Yeah, I have. I needed to make some just, money, but I, I don't I, recommend it. I just refuse to do it. Yeah. I mean, I, I've got asked a lot of times over the years, and and uh, and if your your decking's already deteriorating, yeah. let's say it's deteriorating uh, an eighth inch, and now you've got to set that nail down a quarter of an inch, and uh, and then if you've got to take out, let's say three sixteenths a deck in there yeah. maybe a little more you're always going to fight your nail and every yeah. time you hit that oh, nail yeah. you're going to tear a bell i know i've been there done that and and um 
and and it was uh, I charged accordingly. I will say, it was not a cheap, and 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 that was in my younger days. You know, uh, I I don't I, I don't think I would do that now if I was still doing wood floors. I, I just think it's uh, well, you've it, not, what did it, they probably gain? Yeah. Five another five years. Well, it, it was, but it looked good when I was done. I promise you that. Oh, I guess so. <laughs> and, and I guess that that and I don't know, but I'm with you. It for for what it cost and what you gain, just pressure wash it and and redo it or replace it if it's that bad. So I'm gonna take another break. We'll come right back right after this. Obviously, by listening to this podcast, you see the value of All About Home Construction. Well, by joining our listener supporter community, you're not just tuning in. You're standing with us as we are able to support and fuel our passions of the construction industry. As a listener supporter, you'll enjoy exclusive perks, including hearing your name or maybe even your business name on our show. So please go to our Spotify website. The link will be in the show notes and join. You can join for as little as as $1 one-time fee, $1 a month, $5 a month, whatever you think you can afford, every single penny helps to keep this show going as we can continue to grow and do lots more things. Thanks a lot. And again, more importantly, thank you for listening to this. That's right. All about home construction here on WATA. And again, thanks to all of our listeners out there, both here on WATA and all those on the podcast, we really appreciate all of you. So, so get your Alexis. That's it. Tell Alexis, hey, play all about home construction, and uh, she'll take care of it for you. But that fast, that she will, she will. Just, just say Randy and, and Terry, or Terry and Randy, all about home construction, because I did ding, the, ding, ding. did ho- home construction. Somebody else, nice. Okay, all about home construction with with, with Randy Blake. Oh, you got to have Terry too. Now. I'm Hold here. On there now. I'm here, but it's your birthday. You're the president as of, as of this morning. You're the president of all about home construction this week. So, all right. In the last couple minutes here, I, I do have a question. So we see, uh, all right, so many places here in the high country when we have a, a deck, a large deck, we have space underneath, and sometimes we have another deck underneath, even uh, or some kind of porch set up underneath. Um, we, we don't like to get wet. So what about some of those systems that drain that keeps the water from going down to the net to below? Well, there's quite a few systems out there. And, you know, believe it or not, Trex has the best. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, now we have, uh, over the years, now we have taken our metal that we have, that we sell, and we actually turned it upside down, and we put a uh, a one-by three-quarter board. Right. Back back against the house, then we come out midways, and uh, then we put a uh, a one inch board, mm-hmm. and then we come all the way out and put an inch and a half board on the end. So it works back. So we have a drainage on it. Yeah. Okay. The only problem with that is it works great. All right, but it will condensate and drip water on yeah. you. Matter of fact, we sold the metal for the gamekeeper about six years ago, mm-hmm. and that's what they did on theirs, so gotcha. that they could have people. You know, waiting on their dinner because they had a roof over their deck. They didn't get a lot of water, but they did, you know, get some water that would right, wind would blow right. in. But, and we also did it on a house where we made it ourselves. Mm-hmm. It worked great, drained all the water. But with, we're there again with the metal. I didn't take into consideration was the condensation. Right, right. And that, yeah. that's the key. I and uh, so, so there's a lot of systems out there. 
that are vinyl systems that don't condensate. Mm-hmm. And there is a company out there that actually has a, a system that you put, you have to install it above that sits on top of your floor joist so it does what the tape is supposed to do when you install it. Mm-hmm. But then they have a channel system that goes underneath, like these uh, uh, gas stations. You right. know, you look up and got the panel yeah, there, yeah. but it's a vinyl panel that catches the condensation so it doesn't rain down on yeah. you with underneath. Now, I've seen people where they use the, um, like that PVC roofing. Is is that a do-it-yourself kind of shortcut? Yeah. And, uh, I, mean, but I guess, again, there you have to worry about condensation. I mean, regardless of what you do, condensation. Con- condensation yeah. is the biggest one. But I would imagine if you have stuff like that tape we're talking about earlier, um, I, I would imagine you could take that same principle and and – do it in the underneath. I mean, you're still going to have some condensation, but not a lot. It'll help, it'll help you, eliminate if you, it. If you cover yeah. it up with a vinyl soffit, yeah. Let's say you put a vented soffit on one end, a vented soffit on the other, and mm-hmm. use solid soffit, you know, in between it to cover right. it up. That's the same principle as that other company, but that would allow some air to come in to help dry the condensation out. Right. And uh, so it's actually doable. Okay. From a homeowner and. Uh, you know, it'd be great if a person had some uh, twenty mil plastic out there. Then he can start on one end and just work its way, work yeah. its way out, and have dips yeah. in it. You know, to catch the water and yep. stuff. I've seen that actually once. So, well, thanks again for the great show. Uh, don't forget about all about home construction uh, on the podcast, and also don't forget that you know the VFW breakfast going on right now. Uh, that breakfast going on until eleven o'clock. Go check it out. It's good stuff. So, And don't forget about our Christmas tickets, too. That's it. Thanks for listening. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thanks for listening to our podcast all about home construction. Our show airs live on WATA Radio in Boone, North Carolina, every Saturday morning. Check out our Facebook page, All About Home Construction. Leave your tips and comments there. Also, subscribe, like, and share this with a friend.